Welcome into this week's edition of The Quarterback Room. My name is Jerry Hamilton, joined as always by Rod Babers, uh, lifetime Longhorn, NFL draft pick, a cover corner extraordinaire. Uh, Rod, today we're uh, going to be talking about the Texas U of H matchup from a quarterback perspective. We'll get into Quinn Ewers up to 16th in the country in quarterback efficiency rating. And we'll talk about Donovan Smith, who beat Texas last year at Texas Tech, now at University of Houston. Uh, but before we get into that, we always talk high school recruiting on some level. We've we broke, we've talked about Trey Owens once before. We've talked about KJ Lacey. But today we're joined by Trey Owens, Cy Fair quarterback and Texas nice. commitment. All 6'5", 210 pounds. I'm around there. He may correct me on his exact weight. But uh, <laughs> uh, Trey is uh, having a tremendous season for Cy Fair. Uh, the Bobcats are 6-1. and one. He's thrown for over 1,900 yards. Uh, 25 touchdowns, four interceptions. Their only loss is one point to Bridgeland. Uh, so uh, whenever, whenever we're ready, we're going to bring Trey on in and talk to them a little bit about his uh, the quarter his uh, the quarterback position, his senior season, um, and uh, and then uh, his what AJ Milwee was at his game last week. So hey, welcome into the show, Trey. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you? Uh, great, man. Well, thanks for joining us. We've been trying to get you on for a few weeks here, but it's better now. Six and one on the season. Y'all's only loss was Bridgeland by one point, not to bring up a bad memory, right? But y'all are six and one. You have three games left in the regular season. Um, how would you assess your senior season so far to date? Um, it's been it's been pretty good. A lot of the teams that we've played in past years are kind of down, so it hasn't been as hard as it has been in the past, but our offense and defense have just elevated our game, so it's been pretty easy to play behind. Obviously, we dropped that first game of the season. It's it's behind us now. I mean, it still hurts, but it's all right. I know we have a big future ahead of us, obviously. We break our second-round curse. We lost the second round for the past, like, five years. It's kind of annoying, but I think this is the year we'll do it. And then our third-round game is probably going to be North Shore, so that's a fun one. Hey, so update everybody. I, I said six five two ten roundabout. What are you right now? Height weight? I put on. I put on more weight. I'm still six five. I'm about like two twenty five. Okay. Wow. I didn't realize you put on that. Okay. All right. Nice. Impressive. So yeah. where before? I know Rod's had some questions for you. Uh, first off, you played in front of AJ Milway, I believe, last Thursday, right? Uh, but talk about where have you improved most uh, this year from junior year to last year? So a little bit of background before you answer that. You started three games, I believe, as a sophomore. So last year was your first full year starting on varsity football. So this is your second full year as a starter. So where do you feel like you've improved most from junior to senior year thus far? Uh, my running. That's pretty simple for me. I've ran a lot better this year than I did last year. I think I was like negative in rushing yards last year, like two or something like that. I just took sacks and stuff like that. But uh, now nah, definitely this year, my like escapability has been a lot better. And that's something that J.P. Tillman, I ran into J.P. Uh, at Willis High School a couple weeks ago, last week, I guess. And he told me y'all had talked about that, right? Just, hey, yeah. just putting that on tape, letting people know that you do have that functional athleticism at the quarterback position and you're more than just a pocket passer. Yep. Yeah. Rod, what you got for Trey? Hey, Trey, I'm, I'm just curious because it's your second year as a full-time starter have you been given um, the freedom to make some checks and audibles within the offense now that you know the offense a lot better um, and you can see things on the field? Or have you been given that freedom as a quarterback? Um, 
some a little like on our shorter quicker plays yeah like if we have like hitches or slants or something called but they have a press corner yeah we can i'm usually allowed to change that but like on our deeper concepts and play action and stuff it's kind of we run with my coaches call but yeah. shorter routes yeah i definitely have the opportunity to audible and do whatever i want how are teams defending y'all what do you see the most as far as coverages uh mostly like cover two and cover four this week, this week it's covered three. They're on a three-four. Gotcha. So they'll roll some guys, but it's the team we're playing this week isn't good, so just kind of keep it clean. So a good game. Hey, uh, kind of like last week. Yeah. Let me ask you because Sark's offense, man, it's um, it's aesthetically pleasing, right? It's got a lot of different moving elements, a lot of cheat codes built within it. Uh, what's your favorite part of Sark's offense? What attracted you to Sark's offense as a quarterback? Um, his production everywhere he's been. I mean, it's, it's what he's done's always worked everywhere he's been. So, uh, I just have complete trust in him. And even if it's run the ball 40 times, I understand if it wins us a game, I really I'm not upset or anything like that. Uh, obviously I throw the ball, but if our running game, like if you have a guy like Bijan behind you, I would hand the ball off as many times as that too. So I just have complete trust in his play calling and I think he'll do his best for the team. Hey, sometimes when guys go through the recruiting process, when they meet with uh, a quarterback coach or head coach who's an OC, sometimes they'll get on the board. Y'all draw plays for for coaches or whatnot. Did you do anything with uh, like that with Sark? What was that recruiting process like with Sark? You kind of did they did he kind of test your quarterback, your mental capabilities at all in your, in the conversations? How did that process go for y'all? I mean, a couple small questions, but I never got up and like drew plays and stuff like that okay. for him. I could have if I needed to, but yeah, yeah. Never, it's never always played. interesting though, Rod, because like I know one one OC at the college level who always, when he brings in a quarterback, says, draw your favorite play on the board. He just I wants to that. see him draw his favorite play. So you never nice. know what you're going to get. So what was kind of uh, AJ and, and Sark's message to you this year? What have they been consistent with? Because obviously they've watched your tape, they've watched you play. What's kind of their message been to you this season? Um, they still just want me to focus on my high school. They don't want me to kind of get honed in on uh, college yet. They want me to get my last year done here. And then after that last step, I need to start focusing on my future and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I still got a team I got to lead. I'm a captain, so I need to still have all my focus on there and not leave them behind. Hey, hey Trey, I always say that, you know, every quarterback's got a, an X-man ability, something that separates them, right, something they do as well, if not better than everybody else. I, I think I know, I know what your X-Men ability is, but what do you think it is? What do you think your X-Men ability is as a quarterback? Breaking tackles in the pocket, my pocket presence. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my deep ball is probably my second best thing, but, uh, yeah, my pocket move is so good this year, in my opinion. Why is that? Why is that for you? I mean, did you work on mobility in the offseason? Is it just second year starting? Why is it that you're seeing that improvement? I definitely, I mean, I worked on it last year. I was good. I, I got a lot better at last year. And, uh, yeah, my mobility, and I put on weight so I can take hits and people will bounce off of me. And I'm probably the bigger guy. So if you go head on, I'm probably the bigger person. So I need to use that weight to help me out. Um, like I had, a, I had a big touchdown throw against Cy Woods where I had this nose tackle who, like, swam move our center. Oh, it was dirty. And, like, I just moved up. And he wrapped me up, and I, like, pushed him off. I was just enough to – Toss it out to the flat, and I got a bucket tackle for a touchdown. It's just been it's been real helpful because I also have the receivers that know where certain holes are, and um, 
like where to sit in certain coverages and they all have that high enough IQ and I've gotten to work with them a lot in the off season. So it's just fun to have. Yeah. I'm glad you said uh, your deep ball. I was going to go your touch on your deep ball on the deeper throw. So we're thinking along the same lines as your X-Men ability. I like that. Yes, sir. Hey, Trey, uh, watching Texas this year, what are your thoughts on the horns in general quarterback position? What's your kind of seeing from your, from your quarterback eyes? Clemson lighting it up. I didn't even realize how good Jonathan Brooks was until these past couple, like five, four or five weeks. He's been going going off like best in the nation. I didn't even realize that, to be honest. But uh, it's our whole offense is clicking. And uh, I say drop that on to Oklahoma. And I'm not too worried. We'll see him again in the, the, big, the big 12 championship. So, I mean, it's hard to beat us twice. So, I'm looking forward to that game. Are you going to be at the U of H game Saturday? I will not. I'm going to Zach Bryan. Oh well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll you'll be che- you'll be checking the phone then. <laughs> oh yeah, I think Zach Bryan's at like nine nine p.m. I think so. Okay, it'll probably be over. Hey, it, uh, t- talk about Landon Rink, your teammate. Um, I think he's a little underrated, underappreciated as a defensive lineman. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about Landon, the growth you've seen from him. Obviously, his father Shane Rink played at Texas. A lot of Texas fans are following Landon and in his progression. What, what kind of talk about Landon as a dude and then as a player, how much you've seen him improve? He's just a big kid. I mean, he's so like stupid. That's the, that's the thing that I don't think people understand. It is, he's so strong. He benches like mm, probably like 370, squats like 550, cleans 315. Like it's ridiculous. That, that's, that's, he's not super big for a D lineman. Like he's only like 6'2, which that's not that tall, but. His strength is unmatched. Like he broke our D lineman squat record as a freshman. Wow! And wow. we're like one of the oldest schools in Texas. So I mean, we've had a football program forever, and he just broke it like that. Wow. And, I mean, yeah. And he's really he's fast. He's like almost as fast as me. Um, obviously, he's been training as a D lineman because of his dad for I don't even know how long. So I mean, he's had I think that head start on a lot of other people. But nah, he's he's a real cool dude. He's one of my best friends. I mean. I'm obviously pretty confident we'll get him. I mean, I'm going to do uh, as best a job as I can. But, um, yeah, no, he's he's a good dude. Hey, talk about you know, once you committed and Jordan Washington committed, I think you all worked out a little bit together, right, before the season. Yeah. Talk about Jordan Washington because he's a guy that I think is his upside's crazy, but oh, yeah. Texas fans haven't seen a lot of him. So what have you seen from Jordan? What are his strengths to you having thrown the football to him and him run routes for you? I mean, he, he, it's a big – he's just like a way bigger receiver because he has more – he's bigger, he's taller, he's just as fast, and he blocks. I mean, like, it's just the whole package. Um, his team, unfortunately, is not very good. But uh, he's been balling against all the good teams in their side of the district. So I'm excited to get to work out with them more in this offseason. It's, it's going to be this, – this spring's going to be real fun for our class, I think. Rod, you got anything for, for Trey before we let him get rolling? Uh, no, nah, man. I know you got to get rolling. Just uh, good luck, brother. Keep working hard, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, Trey, we'll catch up with you again uh, after after the high school season's over. Half, hopefully after that's like week three or four of the playoffs, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe farther. Uh, you guys got a tremendous team. But congrats on all your success this year, and we'll talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. All right, thank hey, you. Trey. That's Trey Owen, Cypher quarterback, Texas commitment.
Uh, nice. Wallen having a huge senior season, uh, 1,921 passing yards through seven games, completing 73%, 25 touchdowns, and four interceptions. And Cy Fair is 6-1. and one. They have three district games left. Um, pretty decent chance they go 9-1 and one in the regular season, then on to the playoffs. Like he said, looks like North Shore in round three uh, for Cy Fair if they get past that second round game. And it's playoffs. You, know, you never know what's going to happen. But Trey, I thought – Rod, you watched some of his senior video earlier this year, and kind of what you remember watching that. What were some of your takeaways from watching Trey? Oh man, like I even told him, he has great touch. Yeah. I even wanted to ask him, have has he ever had to, you know, put some real velo on the football? Because a lot of the throws you see him make, he puts the perfect amount of touch on it, and he just seems to know exactly how much velo to put on it, velocity to put on the football. Um, I know he's got a strong arm, um, but I think it's just a maturity in his game um, that he, he throws is such a catchable ball. Uh, it really is, man. There's some quarterbacks that, you know, they throw it a little too hard. They don't have to put so much mustard on it. Uh, but he he knows, seems to know what uh, exactly the amount of touch to put on the football. I love that about his game. He talked about it too. His deep ball is probably his second best asset. I think it might be his best asset as a quarterback. But I liked what he said about, you know, improving his game. He said the most, you know, improved part of his game was – his ability to run yeah. as a quarterback. And I was a little surprised. And I haven't seen much of it because I haven't seen this year's uh, film very much. So I can't wait to watch more of it to see uh, that improvement in his game. And he also talked about his ability to break tackles in the pocket and to extend plays, his pocket presence. That may be his best asset as a quarterback. So I got to pay more, more attention to that. But I like the fact that, you know, he's he's paying attention and prioritizing his ability to run we, I'm not. He's not a dual threat quarterback by any stretch, but neither is Quinn Ewers. Right. Look what Quinn Ewers is doing with just some functional mobility. It can really add a lot to your game as a quarterback when teams disrespect your athleticism and turn their back on you and assume if they give you green grass, you won't take it. You see Quinn's taking it now, and I think he's a, he's he's a quarterback that's starting to probably do the same thing on his level. Yeah, and the uh, interesting thing Trey said: two hundred up to two hundred twenty-five pounds now as well. Man. What? I mean, I I should have followed up. I did a bad job. I should have followed up. Wow. I, I I think he might have been around 200 last year. So he's put on uh, 20, 25 pounds. He might yeah, have man. said he was 197, 198. That's why he's breaking them tackles. Exactly. That's, That's what he said. <laughs> I mean, I, what I like, what I liked about that was what I like about Trey is that competitiveness comes out. You know, yeah. look, he wants to he wants to prove to people. I look, I can move in the pocket. He's, 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 look, I've called him a pocket passer. Uh, you know, he, I like that he looks at that and says, you know, I, I'll show you what I can do. No doubt. That, that's a competitive nature. That th Those guys end up being really good players. They have that competitive nature. Uh, but Rod, a big game here. Uh, a big game for Dana Holgerson, by the way. I mean, it's, yes, it uh, is. yes, it is. <laughs> he's in winner go home mode every week at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, but when you've uh, kind of taken a longer look this week, at the quarterback position uh, going into the Texas U of H game. First, your thoughts on Quinn through three Big 12 games, obviously up to 16th in the nation in quarterback passer rating. Uh, huge improvement from last year to this year. I mean, much improved quarterback. I think we're seeing that now. But overall, your thoughts on Quinn, uh, what you've seen in Big 12 play, and now what you're thinking going into the U of H game, some, some keys for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he's completing, what, nearly 70% of his passes, too, as a passer. Uh, yeah, I think Quinn's taking a huge step forward. Now, last week, obviously, there was the you know the interceptions early on in the game, the turnovers, uh, three of them in that game. He's actually got four turnovers, 
in the last two games. So that's something I'm sure that Quinn's looking to clean up. But we know that's not a part of Quinn's DNA as a quarterback. He's not careless with the football. He's actually pretty responsible with the football. Uh, But just how Oklahoma was able to win that game, you got to give Oklahoma some credit. Uh, So I'm not concerned about that necessarily. I love the way he bounced back in that game, right? I I love this uh, grit and fortitude that he showed. Usually some young players, they'll spiral in a big game like that, making that many big mistakes early. He did not let that happen. As a matter of fact, last three quarters of the game was probably some of the best film that he's put out there of his career bouncing back in that Texas game. So I love that. I love that he showed that scouts are going to like that too. Listen, they, trust me, they'll get on him about the interceptions and the turnovers, but they're also going to like the way he bounced back and his perseverance as a quarterback. You got to show that those are their intangibles, the immeasurables that people want to see from your quarterback. That's leadership. Right. Uh, you guys, they're looking at you on the sideline to see how you respond to adversity. So they know how to respond to adversity. Um, and I thought Quinn grew up a lot in that Oklahoma game, too. So, uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm a little bit. You got to be critical of the turnovers. No doubt about that. Uh, but you got to love the way he bounced back and put his team in a position to win that game. So I think you're going to see huge strides from Quinn going forward. Now, if they can stay healthy on offense, JT Sanders can get back healthy. Um, I think, you know, he's going to actually take another step because defense is the tougher defense is actually. We're probably in the front front loaded in that schedule, especially with Bama on that schedule. Now, especially with U of A starting the worst defense in the Big 12, he's about to start playing some of the weaker defenses in the Big 12, and he probably will start piling up some yardage as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I was going to say, uh, you know, on the surface level, people are going to say, well, Green from West Virginia threw for 391 yards at Houston uh, two weeks ago, or last week, I should say. Um, Getting beyond the surface level, when you watch Houston, how do you think they'll try to defense Quinn? I know it's maybe a guessing game of some sorts, but you've watched a little bit of them. How do you think they try to defense him? What do you think U of H's best bet is against Texas? Yeah, interestingly enough, I mean, Quinn's actually pretty good versus the Blitz. Um, you know, what you and you know, U of H wants to be aggressive. They've been an aggressive defense. They actually have 10 takeaways on the season. It's actually one of the few categories where they're actually pretty good. Every other category, they're probably one of the worst in college football. I think you could see two two approaches. You could see Doug Belk decide, you know what, we're just gonna roll the dice. We're bad anyway. It's got to, we, we need to be in a shootout to win. Uh, yeah. We're going to get beat, but at least we can take some chances, roll the dice, gamble a little bit more with blitzes, uh, with some pressure packages up front, try to force Quinn into making some mistakes. If we get beat, at least we go out, you know, guns blazing time, time of thing. Um, or you can go, bend but don't break. You want Texas to play red zone offense. That's your best bet right now. Yes. Is to get Texas to play red zone offense somehow to get first and goal, uh, you know, I know eight or the nine, somewhere around there. 
And that'll give you your really your, your good chance to bow your back and make your stand against Texas when you can compress the field and spatial Darwinism uh, isn't working against you. So I think for, for oh, U of H, that's probably the approach, but that's not, that would be breaking tendency. That's not what Doug Belk likes to do. He likes to be aggressive on defense. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting for me, Rod, is uh, because we've talked about it. Sark's been pretty transparent in press conferences for sure. We passed to set up the run. He says it, right? He said it multiple times. I kind of wonder if U of H might invite the run a little bit early this week. Mm-hmm. Maybe not just go stack box right out of the gate against Texas. Do they try to push Sark off a tendency early on? Or do you try? Because the chances are Sark called it a self-audit after the OU game, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know there's going to be some differences coming in the script versus what we've seen it's been 14 passes three runs the first three plays of the year that's what the breakdown's been I would think Sark moves off tendency but I could be wrong if you if you were U of H I mean how would you would you try to what would you do early in that game against Texas you think you know that's a good point yeah to to really you got to break tendency right that's the thing about we know to confuse Quinn even in the Oklahoma game hate to keep going back to it yeah. Um, but Xavier Worthy and Jonathan Brooks both said in the post game early on, Oklahoma gave us looks defensively that we had not seen on film. And what that translates to is looks that Quinn Ewers had not been prepared for. And he looked confused a little bit early on, looked a little bit discombobulated, looked like, you know, he looked inaccurate. That's the Quinn that you get when you show him something he hasn't seen, he's not prepared for. But once Quinn gets in a groove, then he's right. in a groove. Uh, that was also the case, Sark told us. Early on in the season, first three games of the season in the Rice game, in the Wyoming game, which is why you also had a slow start for Quinn and a slow start for the offense. So if U of H is paying attention, you really just got to break tendency ultimately in with your opening script defensively. And the Quinn will catch up. That's inevitable because he's got great weapons and he's a quarterback that's ascending and he's evolving. And Sark will figure things out too because he's a great play caller. But you can keep yourself in the game if Texas has a slow start. If Quinn starts slow, and the only games he started slow, the only trend, the only commonality is that defense gave him a look early on that they hadn't even put on film. And if U of H is paying attention, that's what you do. Even if it puts you at a disadvantage, right? it'll ultimately be advantageous because Quinn will take time to figure things out and he may make mistakes or be inaccurate or indecisive while trying to figure that out. And you only got a little bit of time before Sark decides, you know what, we're just going to go to the running game and say, screw it. We'll give it to Jonathan Brooks and then he'll find his groove that way. Because they can't stop the run. Exactly. Exactly. So I think early on, that's if you want to just, you want to actually throw something at Texas, uh, kind of a curveball, that's the way to do it. But U of H is so bad in so many areas. I don't know if it'll matter that much, Um, but they could. And that's what I'm saying. That goes back to them taking away the football they're you know they got 10 takeaways on the season they're they're opportunistic defense because they roll the dice and they take chances that might be a chance they take it's good stuff there from rod babers this is the uh, quarterback room uh now we're moving on to donovan smith um this is a big one for me uh you know he had a lot of success against texas and lubbock last year yep he's playing at a pretty high level probably as high level as he has as a passer in his career headed into the Texas game. Mm-hmm. We've said all year that Texas has to get off to a good start offensively. In this game, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm just thinking Texas will get off to a good start offensively because U of H's defense has not stopped anybody. 
But I, I think it's extremely important to get off to a good start defensively for Texas in this game like because I think you're going to see – look, Oklahoma's given people a possible blueprint on how to attack them, again, attack Texas. Yep. So you know Donovan Smith's coming in the QB power run game, right? Um, and you know they're going to run some tempo at Texas. How important is it for Texas to get off to a fast start defensively and if you're Texas, what are some of the things you're looking at to slow down Donovan Smith? Yeah, um, that's interesting because I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Jerry. Uh, I said on a football theory podcast, obscure movie reference, that, you know, I think oh, U of H is going to single white female yes. this uh, Oklahoma game plan, man. They're going to copy it and replicate it uh, almost verbatim, every, every part they can. And then it, that starts with Donovan Smith and the quarterback run game. I've seen them run the quarterback draw. I've seen them run it in the red zone. Yep. They'll run that with Donovan Smith. Uh, when he played Texas versus Texas Tech as a starting quarterback, when Tech pulled the upset over Texas, he had his fourth most rushing attempts of his career in that game. Something tells me he's going to be close to having a career high in rushing attempts versus Texas in this game with design runs and in scrambles as well. So he's going to test Texas. Every This is the beautiful thing about this game, though, for our Texas defense. Everything, every problem that was presented to you, in that Oklahoma game that you could not solve that led to ultimately losing that game. Basically you worked on that in the bye week, I'm sure to fix it and solve those problems. You will be tested. The test is this weekend versus U of H. Now it's not a hard test. It's not the old Texas, Oklahoma game. It's not the Oklahoma offense, but they're going to have, they're going to, they're going to use the quarterback run game, design quarterback runs, the wide receivers. We've talked about this, whether it's Matthew Golden or Sam Brown or man, Jack, they, they, they'll present problems to you in the open field when they catch the football if you can't tackle in the open field. Something Texas had issues with in the uh, Texas OU game. Also, they'll run up-tempo. They're 35th in the country actually right now in plays per minute. Oklahoma's yeah. 15th. So Oklahoma is really, you know, high-tempo, up-tempo. But something tells me they're going to, they're going to, you know, increase that tempo versus Texas if they watch that film because it discombobulated the Texas defensive front and it led to neutralizing the pass rush a little bit and also the quarterback run game work to do that. So I think they'll use all those different elements that Oklahoma did, the up-tempo, the quarterback run game, getting the wide receivers the ball in space. And I think they're going to add some wrinkles just because you point this out, Jerry, Dana's desperate. Dana's kitchen sink. It's a kitchen sink game, just like Griffin. Kitchen sink. Here it comes. Yep. Everything. I yep. mean, look, Rod, what, do you, what would you say to this? I think they want to they want to try to get into a shootout. You pointed that out. U of H probably believes their best chance is to get into a shootout, right? Yep. So it, it, with Texas being limited in how many players they can travel, right? Uh, Texas want look, they've used their depth all year, but if you can get to a point where you're running 75 plays against Texas Saturday, you probably got into a shootout on some level. You could be down 52-35. But if you can get to that 75 play number, if yeah. you're Houston, you're probably saying, okay, we've scored. We've had some drives. Our tempo's been successful. And, oh, by the way, um, this is a shootout, our best chance to win. I mean, am I, am I, why, am I crazy there? Because no. you would much rather run 75 plays than 57 against Tech. If you only run 57 plays, you probably got blown out. I agree. And I think that's why they're going to take some of that Joe Me the Money recipe from the Tech uh, upset over Texas in 2022. Yes. They're going to go for it on fourth down a lot. What? Who cares? They got nothing to lose. And I'm with you. I love what you said about the kitchen sink, man. Think about this, guys. Dana Hogerson at, at U of H, and Jerry knows how the Houston football culture there, they lost to Rice. 
Yes. In Ooh. Houston, they, they let that sink in, guys. Rice, because of the what academic you know restrictions they have, and, and they were getting quality. blown out most of that game. Yes, U of H is never supposed to lose to Rice. Trust me, folks, it's never supposed to happen. They're supposed to be recruiting talent on a whole nother level. Tillman Fertitta, the sugar daddy at U of H, the sugar <laughs> daddy down there, he was not happy about that. I got friends down there at U of H telling he's not happy about that. So you're right. If he'd have lost to Dana Hogan's and Bowl to West Virginia. That might have been all she wrote, tarmac moment for Dana. And if he loses bad enough to to, to, to Texas, talking about seventy something points or whatever, uh, that could be a tarmac moment. So I'm with you. He's going. He's going to go out guns a blazing, and he's going to throw everything at Texas. Something, and they got extra time to prepare. You're going to see. I think you're going to see a lot of offensive uh, tendency breakers. In yes. Yep. Yeah, uh, special teams. I think they're going to throw everything, a kitchen sink game. Again, this has been the quarterback room. And that's Rod Babers. I'm Jerry Hamilton. I, I guess, uh, what are you thinking score-wise? I, I, I put out on Inside Texas, which will be out uh, 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 last night, 48-24. I, I, I'm not sure Texas hits that 50-point barrier, because I think Sark on the flip side may want to slow this game down a little bit from time to time. That's a great point because at one point in the game, it could be, you know, they I could see them. I could see Texas and, and U of H all scoring on like three or four back to back drives and then start going. All right. You know what? Jay Brooks, you're the star now. We're yeah. going to slow this thing down to a crawl and just pound them into submission and bludgeon U of H. Because, uh, you know, I'm with you. Sark's a showman and Sark likes to show off his offense. And that usually starts with him passing to open up the run. Yep. And I could see him doing that and then them and trading a few scores for U of H and then going, all right, you know what, guys? Slow it down. Let's just slow it down. All right. Let's slow it down. Give our defense a break. Let's let them make some adjustments. And so that's so I think I think you're right. I, I I'm gonna go oh I'm gonna go 38. 38 to 38 to 16. So so right on the line. You didn't have to make the cover. It's 22 yeah. and a half. 38-16. I'm going to go right there. Always, I think Sark slows it down at one point. He goes, yeah, I don't like that. And I think that's early in the game. Yeah. Early in the game. It, like is that, and that, that's kind of my key. If Texas gets off to a fast start defensively, I wonder how, how aggressive Sark is. I, I, if the Texas has struggles a little bit defensively, I, I, I then wonder how Sark adjusts. I think it's going to be – that's the fun chess match of uh, – of the game of football. All right, guys, that's this week's Talking Ball. Uh, that's Rod Babers. I'm Jerry Hamilton. Thank you all to all you Texas fans and maybe a few U of H fans for uh, – and maybe a few Cyfair Bobcat fans for uh, tuning in this week. But uh, Rod and I will be back um, on Friday with the uh, Longhorn live stream with Bobby Burton. I'm going to be at Pinkerton's Barbecue Live. Ooh. There we'll see if Drew Kelson shows up for a little while. Nice. Uh, but for Rod B., this is Jerry Hamilton. This has been this week's edition of Talking uh, – the quarterback room. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome.